Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the second mock draft Monday of the season. I kind of try to hold off on these until we get a little bit later in the process, but I mean, we're getting full bore right now. Everybody, the combine is done, so it's definitely time to get deeper into the mock drafts and get a better idea of where everybody's going. And tonight, I wanted to bring on a special guest, Christian Williams from the first, from the football guys and Debbie Royale. Christian is a guy I highly, highly respect in the industry, and he just released a pretty incendiary mock draft. So, Christian, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Thank you for the for the kind words there. Um, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. It's we're bracing for another freaking snowstorm. So I thought we were through that crap. <laughs> I know it's been a weird winter here in Ohio because it hasn't been winter yet, and I'm just waiting for right. the next month to be terrible. Right. <laughs> you, that's. I was thinking of that the other day. I was talking to one of my buddies. He's like, "You remember when we were kids? Like it would snow like in November, and it would have snow on the ground all the way till May or like April at least. You know. Yeah. And shoot, I, I think we've had maybe. <laughs> 12 inches of snow this entire year and eight of it was last Friday or whatever. So <laughs> right. I, I've always been one of those ones that thought global warming wasn't real, but if you see things like that and you're like, you know, I think it is real. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's definitely, <laughs> we're not going to get to that though. That's not, nobody wants to talk about that crap. So. <laughs> All right, Christian, uh, right off the bat, man, Christian just throws some fire right into the pit and Carolina Panthers taking Anthony Richardson at one Oh one by sending Chicago, sending the number one overall pick to Carolina. Four picks, nine, 40, 2024 first, and a 2025 first. So what you thinking behind this? I mean, it's obvious Carolina needs a quarterback, right? Yeah, so there are a lot of people that will take the combine and say, well, Anthony Richardson had a great day, and so this is a reactionary type of pick. But I think the truth is a lot of NFL teams – probably have Anthony Richardson as a top five pick. I, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, let it, uh, he kind of released that there are a lot of teams that are a couple teams at least that have him as their QB one. And so I wouldn't be shocked if that's Carolina's go-to, you know, I think Frank Reich has recently struggled with guys that are mostly pocket guys. And I also think that this is something that David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, is going to push for. I don't necessarily think that all of the team personnel are going to make this pick. So they have to take a swing. They have to take a swing. And I think that they are in position to, you know, make one of those big moves up to one. If maybe not one, it, you know, maybe they get to three or something like that. But I don't think Carolina is able to sit back at nine and still get a guy that they really want. Right. Yeah. And, and most of them I've done, I, I've given them. Richardson at nine, but like you said, yeah. it, you start to see like Bryce and CJ go off the board, or if Levis goes off the board, they're going to have to pull the trigger, like at right. you know five, six, something, you know. So I definitely was, I definitely didn't hate the pick for Carolina at all. Do you think he's overall? Do you think Richardson's worth the first, worth, worse than the first, worth the first overall pick? Like, do you honestly think he's that good? No, but I understand, <laughs> but I I do yeah. understand. Why a team might might pull the trigger, because I do think that ceiling wise, he clearly has a ceiling that exceeds Bryce, CJ and Levis, in my opinion. That said, he's got a long way to go before he hits that ceiling. I'm not certain that Carolina is the best fit for him to reach that ceiling at this point. But they also have some pieces that, you know, I I was assume they would bring back a veteran of some sort here or just let Corral start next year. Um, but yeah, I, I would not take him first overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I kind of threw a trap at you. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. It's no, one of those good. things. 
Yeah, I get it. It's 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 tough because I'm I'm still a little bit. I'm probably one of the few people that's still a little tepid about him. I do think you know the combine was exactly what we thought we'd see from Richardson. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's what he is. Yeah, he's he's a freak, and spend too much time on that. We could spend easily 15 minutes talking about that pick. So I, I like that though. I think it's it's a good good splash in Carolina. Maybe in the mood to do that. So uh, Bryce Young to the Texans at two. I mean, that's not you know Cardinals yeah. taking Will Anderson three. The Colts, Levis at four. Do you think do you think they go Levis over Stroud? Are you hearing anything on that front? Or so I, I just when I was writing this, I thought back to the early days when we were still getting declares. And when Will Levis declared he had no other option, but when he declared all of the talk and the Colts ended up in, in the top five, all of the talk was Will Levis, you are an Indianapolis Colt. Now, I think that was before they hired a coach, but Shane Steichen has worked with Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. So I think there are clearly two types of, of guys that he likes, and both of them have been either toolsy or mobile. And I think Levis has a bit of both uh, once again. So I, I'll throw this out there. CJ Stroud is about to fall a little bit. He is my QB one. I would take him first overall. However, CJ Stroud is, in my opinion, would not fit very well with the Colts because they low-key have some offensive line issues. C.J. Stroud doesn't work particularly well under pressure. We have very little evidence that he right. can get outside the pocket and create. Levis, on the other hand, has battled that. So that's why I, I came back around with Levis here at four. Yeah, I actually have Stroud as my number one, too. And I yeah. put $25 on him to be the first overall pick a while ago. And if it nice. happens, I'd make I'd make some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. So. <laughs> I wish I could have done that in Ohio. We still can't bet the draft. I, uh, I've been pretty bummed. So, yeah, it stinks. I don't know why the whole United States isn't on board of that yet. Come on, guys. All right, we'll kind of go through a couple quick here. Tyree to the Seahawks. Tyree Wilson to the Seahawks. I love that. Detroit Christian Gonzalez opposite Okuda. That's just whew, nasty. Is there any chance you think they go Jalen Carter? You think they take that stab at? So the Carter situation is weird to me because I think he's very, he's clearly a top three overall player here, but I don't think teams are going to really like how blindsided they were at the NFL combine when he was in the room with them. Um, So I I think that there are a lot of teams now there, they do have time to investigate that. And I think Brad Holmes is the type of guy to take a risk like that. I also think there's other avenues where they can go get a corner like Jalen Ramsey, who has been rumored to be on the trade block. And maybe that pushes Carter into this pick because he's that talented. But yeah, I mean, it, on the other side of things, Gonzalez is such a perfect fit for that defense that there's a oh, chance I think that so too, yeah. they go get Ramsey and still draft Gonzalez and then have uh, <laughs> the three of them with Jeffrey Okuda uh, too. be nuts. Man. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be, a lot <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. cool. And that pass rush too. The Lions know. are in one of the best positions in this draft of any team, I think. So based on what they need and what the strengths are in the draft. Kind of scary. I've been up in Lions territory for 40 something years and I've not seen a team that's heading this good of a direction. I like, I feel like mm-hmm. they're finally getting it figured out. So no, they're um, the, they're, I'm sorry, they're the favorite to win the NFC North with all these uh, Rodgers mm-hmm. rumors. So, and the Vikings, yeah. I mean, having a fake 12 wins, I think last year, I think is playing a part yeah, in that. But <laughs> oh, definitely. But I, I liked the Raiders taking Witherspoon. I said it's a smart move, very unusual for the Raiders. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think Nolan Smith goes this high? I think he's he's a guy that I love, and I, I really do. But I just think he's kind of that tweener 
you know, kind of, but I, I think the Falcons need so much. So. He's, he's such an interesting prospect to me. I, you know, I, when this mock draft dropped, there were, there was a lot of pushback, especially to that pick. And I came back around to, you know, he's a guy with elite bend, elite athleticism. And despite his size, he's really strong against the run. And I would argue he's often better against the run than he is as a pass rusher because he just hadn't put together his whole toolbox yet. I think that that's the, you know, I think back to Adafi Owe, I didn't think mm-hmm. he was refined at all. And I think Nolan Smith is already a step ahead of where he was. Now he is a little older. That might play a role in it. But, man, it's tough to see a guy as bendy as Nolan Smith with that much burst and athleticism off the line of scrimmage falling too much further than this. And I've kind of always been there. Um, so maybe I had a little bit of take lock with Nolan Smith as a top 10 pick. But, uh, yeah, and, and the Falcons need pass rush really, really badly. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. This was, was kind of a surprise. The Bears taking JSN at nine. You think JSN is like that one of those guys that's, I feel like, you know, the community has, is so split on, you know, like he was the wide receiver one for a really long time, I felt like. And then he didn't play this year and we kind of get that, you know, prospect fatigue type of thing, you know, where everybody starts poo-pooing on him. And then, you know, so I actually really think I, I like that for the Bears. I think it's just the, the type of receiver that Fields needs. Yeah, and and one thing with the Bears, I was always of the mindset that they needed to stay in that top four to get one of Anderson or Carter, but the Bears have to spend a ton of money this year, and the trench uh, class in offensive and defensive line in free agency is really good, so I think that they're going to invest all the money in free agency into those positions and then give them the freedom to maybe take the receiver that they want, and Justin Fields has kind of been open about how he wants them to trade back and, and potentially take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, so, yeah, and, and fit-wise, I mean, that's exactly what that offense needs. Right now, I think you've got Mooney that stretches the field pretty well. You've got Claypool that can work the short game. And then uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba can kind of do it all, but I think he's going to kill it in the intermediate parts of the field. So, yeah, it's a non-traditional pick at this point, but I, I like the Bears going and getting the playmaker. Right. I like it too. Um, Eagles, Paris Johnson, Titans, Broderick Jones. That's just two smart moves for two smart, smart clubs. This one was another big surprise. I'm sure you caught a little bit of flack for this one. The Seahawks Mm -hmm. move up to 12 trading Houston picks 20, 53 and a 2024 second rounder to select CJ Stroud. So they brought back Geno Smith as I was writing this. I do want to throw that out there. However, (laughs) I was really gl- much, yeah. I don't it doesn't, that. and I was yeah. really, really glad when that Geno Smith contract came out, and it kind of lends itself to them taking a quarterback with how they front loaded it. Uh, and Geno actually to, today, when we're recording this, said that he would be willing to mentor a quarterback yeah. in any capacity. So I just think that Seattle. Someone asked me, they're like, "Why wouldn't they just take him in the top five? Well. I think it's a situation where maybe they really like Tyree Wilson, so they take him, and then they see an opportunity to go get that second guy on their board at that time, and they come back up for him, kind of like the Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor situation from the Colts a few years ago. Yep, and they still get that that fifth-year option, and it's a lot cheaper. Paying yeah. a quarterback from fifth to twelfth is, I mean, I don't know the math, but I know it's a lot of money. So Yeah, a ton, yeah. All right, we'll kind of run in a little bit on my on my time. I'm going to try to keep it to 15 minutes, but this is fun, man. We'll talk uh, the Jets taking branch. Love that. Skaronsky to the Patriots. The Jags move up to take Joey Porter Jr. 
this is the next one, kind of more fantasy relevant. Washington Commanders at 16 take Darnell Washington. Uh, and I, I put in my notes, I hate this. Yeah, me <laughs> but too. But I get it. I just don't think he's worth that draft capital. Are, are you kind of, what do you think for Washington and fantasy and the Commanders? Yeah, like, yeah for fantasy, I think it's going to take Washington a while to be relevant. Um, and that situation doesn't lend itself very well to him becoming fantasy relevant. But I think NFL teams are really going to value his blocking ability. He's pretty much right. a sixth offensive lineman. And so when you couple that with the crazy catches that he was making at the combine, I think we're going to see some late rise for him. Uh, but yeah, I also hate it. He's not even my tight end three right now. He's my tight end four, I think. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with Washington. I just, I see what teams like about him, but I just well, I've watched enough tape of him and he just just doesn't move well. It doesn't, you know, he just, but I get it. I mean, I get it. He's six, seven, and he can definitely make some pretty cool catches down the middle of the field and stuff like that. Possibly the next, possibly the spiciest one of the first round, although I'm seeing it more and more. Uh, Bijan Robinson to the Lions at 18. Yeah. So my thinking here, to me, it seems pretty clear that they, want to move on from DeAndre Swift with all of his injuries and the fact that they would have to pay him. And we haven't really seen enough to warrant him being paid a good amount of money. Right. And Jamal Williams probably comes back. They probably try to explore trading Swift, but Bajan is one of those guys that he changes how your offense runs and he gives you a lot of different abilities on offense. So if you want to go run heavy, you can do that. Um, but he's also so dynamic out of the backfield. It would just be a slew of weapons for that Lions offense, which they need to go defense here, but Bijan, he shouldn't last until 18. I've, I really think he's going to go earlier than this. Yeah. I definitely see where he can do everything that they wanted in Swift and William. They've got him cheap for a couple of years. You know, they can keep paying golf, whatever they're paying him, and you know, know, crazy amount. So once again, Lions are doing some good things. Um, real quick, got a slew of wide receivers here at 22 to the Chargers, 23, the Ravens taking Quentin Johnson, 24, Minnesota Vikings, Zay Flowers. I actually really like all three of those spots for their teams. Um, the Ravens one is the only one that I'm a little, yeah, just because I haven't really seen a wide receiver come through there in a while. So is mm-hmm. there anything you want to talk about, about those three picks? Hyatt, the Chargers, Ravens, Johnson, Ugh, too much. Flowers, the Vikings. There you go. Yeah. So. You know, Hyatt brings some speed element to the Chargers. I think they need that. I know that Allen and Williams restructured. I still wouldn't be shocked if they moved on from Mike Williams, actually. That's kind of my hot take here is that I I think they have the ability to do that with Josh Palmer still in the mix there. The Quentin Johnston pick is mostly a Todd Munkin pick because I do think that their offense is going to be more vertical. I think Lamar Jackson's probably back at this point. Um, but I think if you get Bateman and Johnston going vertical on the outsides, you're you're feeling pretty good. And then Zay, the Vikings offense is creative and likes to create yak for guys. And so I thought opposite Justin Jefferson, that'd be a, a nice fit for the Vikings. And I think they will attack wide receiver with the Thielen news coming out recently. Right, yeah. I think he's a great, great compliment to Jefferson. Kincaid to the Packers, I think it's pretty much a, they've been looking for a, a tight end to do, you know, I think no matter who's the quarterback there, I think that's a great, great move. And I really like Addison at Cowboys. Um, I think he just compliments what CD Lamb does and can just really lock up that position for a while. Do you have anything on either of those guys? You wanted to? Yeah, I got some pushback on Kincaid because, um, you know, some people think that he's not athletic, but uh, I mean, I get it because he wasn't like a high recruit, 
but that was a different situation. Like he is very athletic and we're going to oh, see hopefully yeah. at the Utah pro day. Like he's probably one of the most athletic uh, up there with Musgrave and, and uh, Zach Koontz now, I guess. But um, <laughs> I mean, he was always yeah. athletic, but uh, and then the Addison pick, I think they're hoping that Gallup makes a return. And so then they have that trio of wide receivers again. I also just uh, Jerry Jones won't be able to help himself on a, a wide receiver here at 27. That probably shouldn't be there at 27. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. He really shouldn't make it that far. My Cincinnati Bengals taking Michael Mayer. And I really like that fit for them just because I know I keep seeing them get different tight ends, you know, and I do think Kincaid's a better pass catcher. I do think Musgrave's a better athlete, but I don't think Cincinnati needs that. You know, I think they need a complete tight end you know, that can catch passes, but is it, they've already got three guys fighting for targets, you know? So I actually think it's mayor's probably the best fit of all the tight ends there. Yeah. A lot of people were upset that I put him as the tight end three off the board, but I also think those athleticism things are going to come into question. He's a good relative athletic score guy, but I also think that, you know, the Bengals need to attack the offensive line still. Unfortunately, I can't believe that we're still there. Mayor helps yeah. that more than anyone. If Darnell Washington's on the board, I actually think that's a good fit, even if he's only there to block. Uh, Mayor can do both, though, and I think that they'd be just running the card to the to the podium here. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. And then I love Breezy at 30 to the Saints. He's like, I think he's a top 10 talent in this draft. I mean, if he stays healthy and puts it, you know, all together. So I think him going to 30, uh, 31, the Eagles taking Miles Murphy and 32. Chiefs taking Keon White. I love those picks, too. Keon was one that I haven't seen a lot and I really like. So I thought that kudos for throwing him in there. Thank you. When I graded Keon White out, I was shocked at how much I loved him. Um, so I almost put him even higher, but I was like, eh, I'll just, well, we'll have him fall to 32 because the Chiefs draft well. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian. Thank you so much, man. Everybody, make sure you check that out. It's a football guys. Like you said, there's a whole write up on it where he goes into depth explaining his insanity. Or <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's really not that insane when you think about it. So, all right, Christian, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and find all your work and all that, man. Yeah, catch me at C Williams NFL on Twitter. I retweet all the things, so that's really the only place you have to go. Excellent. And if you need a point guard for your rec team and you live in the like Columbus, Ohio area, watch this kid's videos, man. Oh my God. I was watching some of those passes earlier. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. I was Christian I was kind of joking. I was joking around the one day and now my fiance likes to make fun of me. So it's kind of just a, a bit at this point where I'm going to post a video every day after I play basketball. So. <laughs> and she doesn't, she doesn't see the other plays, right? The ones where... <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I only put the highlight reel up. <laughs> All right. Thank you as always, man. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. We are part of the Campus Canton family. Make sure you check out all our podcasts. And also make sure you get the Debbie Man- Manifesto from, from Christian and the Debbie Royale crew. That's a very, very good resource. So thank you guys very much for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.